Hello and welcome to another episode of Case Rotation. My name is Spinisha. And I'm Box Jetson. Sorry, I was taking a sip out of my cup. Um, yes, here we are. Another week, another show. Act like you know. Act like you know. <laughs> another opportunity to discuss and, you know, get things off. Um, it's always a good opportunity to kind of go through the things that happened in the past couple of weeks and reflect back and see how it can be used to either change for the better or how it can be used as lessons sometimes. You're so classy because I was going to say it's always a good chance to sit and record our conversations because I feel like we talk all the time, <laughs> all day, all the time. But this is just like the one conversation that gets recorded. Yeah, we should start recording. All of <laughs> but um, whatever. It's always fun. And transparency moment. It was really difficult to sit down here today. And do this. But we're holding ourselves accountable. Oh, man. Sorry about that. <laughs> we're holding ourselves accountable and we're doing this th- the things that we say we're going to do. And that means, you know, we wouldn't just, well, Box probably would. But we wouldn't just say, hey, like, I'm not going to show up to work. <laughs> I definitely would. So <laughs> we're not going to do that with our creative endeavors either so we're gonna show up yeah it feels good to and it feels sit down. good even when it is kind of hard to get to it not I, hard because we don't want to yeah just it's just we're tired, we're tired. It's a lot going on <laughs> yeah it worked a, worked a good day but um, we're here so just wanted to disclose the transparency of you know how we're feeling yeah um so quick check-in do you want to go first or you want me to go first if you hear that screaming that's our down yes downstairs neighbor <laughs> um so there's not much we can do about that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, quick check in. Things are going well in a very good headspace. Um, I know the last few times I talked about a bit of a struggle. Well, not even so much of a struggle because I don't feel bad about it because I've been taking care of myself and doing well in that regard. But just have not been really working to get the IRB protocol through, which is really just talking exactly through what I'm going to do for my study, how I'm going to collect data, X, Y, Z. And that process, I had it done for a while. I just didn't get to the steps of actually putting it all in the IRB format. But uh, good to the hood, good note is I finally got it through. and Well, not through. Finally got it, like, you know, finalized in, in a formal draft for it. Got the okay from my advisor to run it through, so... We'll drop it in IRB Caillou's, and and I know that they'll love it, so I'm not even concerned. You know what's crazy? I feel like when we first came back on the podcast, I was going through the process of IRB, and then it's like, oh, everything switched, and now it's you. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. But yeah, I feel like you will not have nearly as much of a struggle as I had. Yeah, I think we should go ahead and put it through tonight after the... (laughs) Might as well. (laughs) Might as well. You sleep better, I swear, when you have it submitted. That is true. Like you just you feel, feel like so a lot much of stuff better. Is it's a big body. weight off of your shoulders. Yeah. But yeah. That's good. I'm just in a really, really clear headspace. I think I'm just senioritis is is getting to me more than what I would like it to, and I'm trying to be really present and really in the moment as I tell you guys to do all. The, well, tell you all to do all the time, and it's just been 
a little rough. I'm just ready for the next chapter, man. But still working to take it day by day. It's like I'm very present. I'm very mindful. But it's in that mindfulness, I recognize that I'm ready. That's to, funny. To ascend and go That's forward. funny because that's exactly how I feel. And there's a tweet in my drafts right now that's talking about how, oh my gosh, I'm ready to be done. But then I, t- I the next tweet is, but I'm trying to be present because I know that in a few months or years, I'll be like, oh my gosh, I remember when I was in the last semester of my master's program and I'll miss it. So I'm trying really hard to be present and to like take in the moment and enjoy it. But also I'm so tired and I'm so ready to move on to the next thing. Like we have so many other things that we have coming up in our lives. And it's just like, I'm, we've waited so long. I'm like ready for it now, but ready. still trying to enjoy where I am right now. So it's funny that you said that. That's exactly how I feel. I think that's okay to enjoy where you are and work to enjoy where you are, but at the same time, you know, kind of be ready. I think where it becomes problematic is when you allow that to, you know, feed more into super anxious feelings or super, you know, worry, perseverative, perseverative feelings where it's like you're just constantly worried about or you're constantly, your every thought, every cognition just exacerbates that anxiousness of, of what you're looking forward to but I think if you're just kind of like flowing and you know slightly prepping but also in that zone I think it's all good I think for me though I just try to be more mindful because I remember when we moved here and how like a thousand percent unhappy I was about just like being away and like all the changes and stuff and then <laughs> I remember you were like you when we when it's time to leave you're gonna be like oh my gosh blah 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 and that's what happened so I'm just trying to like take those lessons and apply it to now and be like okay well now I'm going to enjoy this moment and be in this moment and enjoy this time here because you know i i can't go back and you know change that so i'm trying to apply that now yeah but it is like still i am really anxious and like excited and nervous because like there's so many i don't know whenever i'm in the last semester of school i just feel so nervous like because you don't know what's coming next my life is changing i mean our lives are changing completely so it's like everything's changing and i'm just so nervous there's so much change all over again Kind of like when we first moved here. Except for we're different people. Or more mature people. Yeah, more mature, more prepared. And I think you can... There's still many things that are constant. And you can kind of look to those to kind of keep you yeah. at that baseline. If the issue is the change or the worry about the change, kind of focus on what you can control. Focus on what is within reach and what will be consistent over that course. And... You know, kind of take that one step at a time. Yeah, that's why I'm just like one day at a time and, you know, push through this semester, but also take it slow because it'll be over before I know it and it'll be time. It's mid-March. It'll be time to deal with a whole bunch of new things and, you know, I just want to take, deal with my days one day at a time. Yeah. I think that's all I've got in me is one day at a time. Yeah. Um, And it's my A day. Uh, (gasps) Yes! Yes! It's always right at that midpoint. Midway through March, so 8A always symbolizes like, spring is coming mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> so, That's so cute. Real spring. Like, I'm talking, you know, good flowers and, and light that rain. April spring. Good breeze, yeah. 
Is that everything that's going on with you? Yeah, it's a, yeah. Yeah. Get into that. Um, what's going on with me? Um, I feel like I say the same thing every time. Just like finishing my master's project <laughs> that um, I'm doing wonderful on via feedback from my professor. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's exciting, and I don't want to toot my own horn, but I mean, you read the comment. (laughs) (laughs) He definitely... You can do that. He definitely, um, you know, gave me my props on my project. Yeah, for sure. So, really excited. Really excited about that, because this is something I'm really passionate about, and it is important to me, so it did feel... You know, good for that to be acknowledged and recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, working on that, pushing through this semester, kind of trying to figure out what is next for me when I graduate and where I want to start to take my talents, what type of, you know, endeavors I want to <laughs> embark on. Um, just kind of working on what I'm going to do next. And um, I think I mentioned this last time, but I'm going to be speaking on a panel this week, uh, depending on when you're listening to this. But yeah. March 18th? I think today. The, today? Yeah. Okay. March 18th. I'll just say March 18th. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit more about it because I didn't do so last time. But uh, so three different organizations, the special needs, siblings, um, the Sibling Leadership Network and the Sibling Support Project, they have all come together to create this roundtable for BIPOC adult siblings of individuals with disabilities. This is the third one. Um, so I'll, I'll be a panelist. I'm super excited. Um, if you are listening to this before, the round table you should definitely tune in i think it'll be really insightful um really amazing stuff we're going to be talking about our experiences um and our siblings and this is also what my research is on so mm-hmm. just super passionate about it and super excited and yeah, yeah and I'm then see what it's about <laughs> i'm here for it <laughs> um and then hopefully not that I have any more speaking engagements, but, you know, hopefully I'm going to speak it here on this podcast. Hopefully that is something that starts to become more, uh, what's the word? Not apparent, but just like more, you see more of me doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more prevalent. Yeah, hopefully that's something that just becomes a thing in my life. Um, so, yes, if you have time and it sounds of like something that's of interest to you, you should totally tune in. It's free it's virtual so just you know tune in and support your girl that would be much appreciated tune in <laughs> link posted on social medias yes or you can you ask i'll give you the link <laughs> <laughs> or, you can ask. or you can just ask <laughs> s-p-i-n-z-z-z-o yes you can find me there so yes Following the check-in, it's only right and befitting that we get into 
you know, potentially a bit of the political side. And again, that is more of Spinach's realm. So I tend to take more of a back seat on those, but just kind of wanted to begin with a quick excerpt before <laughs> even beginning with the political aspect of things. And this will say more than... Those $2,000 dollar checks will go out the door. We will be able to pass $2,000 stimulus checks for the people next week. We'll deliver the $2,000 stimulus checks, and that begins with the $2,000 stimulus. When you send me and Reverend Warnock to the Senate, we will pass those $2,000 stimulus checks. You send me and Reverend Warnock to the Senate, we will pass those $2,000 stimulus checks. They will make decisions about whether we give people a $2,000 check. We need to pass $2,000 stimulus checks for the people for giving people the two thousand dollars in relief direct payment congress should pass two thousand dollar checks president-elect biden and democrats are all pushing for two thousand dollar relief checks two thousand dollar stimulus checks two thousand dollar relief checks two thousand dollar relief checks they should send two thousand dollar checks to the american people right now be supporting two thousand dollar relief payments right now okay you get the point but did anybody get a two thousand dollar check one more. To be passing the two thousand dollar stimulus relief checks. Did that mean? Did anybody? <laughs> Did anybody? John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock, who will go to D.C. to ensure the two thousand dollar checks. See. Did you get your two thousand dollar check? <laughs> Did you get your two thousand dollar check? As that say, <laughs> want your two thousand dollar stimulus check? Vote Democrat. Vote. How did that work out for us? So yes, um, I'm going to go ahead and pause it. There's still a. Over a minute left of footage of them, you know, saying $2,000 checks and promising $2,000 checks. Uh, I just want to pause it there. If you would like to see it, you can you can just DM me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just message me. Um, but, yeah, we, we're going to go ahead and pause it there because it's starting to sound like the fight video from the impeachment trials, and we don't want to be so redundant with that. But I mean, you all know. You know it was promised $2,000 checks, and I don't think anyone got a $2,000 check. And I think even if we do, you know, the 1400 plus 600, they were still under two different presidencies. So that's not. I, you I, didn't give me. Yeah. That you signed off that for $1,400. $600, exactly. And if we're being real, other dog gave more. Yeah. And so I know we've talked about these $2,000 checks. It really annoys me. So, yes, I'm back on it because I know everybody's getting their stimulus check. And I'm really happy because. You know, people need this money. So, you know, and I, I'm not in the business of worrying about what other people do with their money. I know there's people who are like, oh, my gosh, you're not going to invest your money. You're not going to do this. Like, if people want to spend their, their $1,400 shopping and doing whatever, do it. I mean, you deserve it. You survive. You're surviving a pandemic. I mean, it's called a stimulus check. Exactly. Like, it shouldn't. It should be used to stimulate the economy. <laughs> exactly. You want to go spend it on shoes, you are stimulating the economy. If you exactly. spend it on food, if you spend it exactly. on alcohol, if you spend it on what, anything that you know would give you a sense of comfort during this tumultuous time, then I think that that is okay. It's literally in the name. It's stimulus. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not shaming anybody for what they choose to do with, you know, the money that they are owed. Um, my issue is the mental math that people are forcing us to do to make sense of these checks. It's just absurd to me to be like, well, we got $600 and 
after that passed, it's like, well, nobody stopped to say, oh, okay, well, they got $600. Let's say $1,400 now. And you know why. And it's shady. It's I don't care how you spell it or spin it or what you say. It's shady. It's a very devious practice. It's very devious. And want to know something crazy? So I saw, I think it was Jamie Harrison. I think that's the DNC um, chairperson. And if that's incorrect, I'm sorry. I don't. I'm kind of like... I don't really care about the Democrats anymore. Um, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say I don't care. I'm just not in a position where I'm I'm trying to consume like what's going on in the Democratic Party. You have full control. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what's frustrating. Um, but anyway, and I know there's conservative Democrats and blah 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 because that's part of the discussion of why the you know the relief bill was so died down because of the conservative Democrats, which is like, okay, that's fine. Get them out of here during, you know, when they're up for a reelection. Um, but my issue is I think the chairperson was saying something about, you know, now it's time to start worrying about midterm elections, you know, after the, the relief fund is, is signed. And it's just like, well, what else have you guys done? Like, you're worried about midterm elections, which I do agree. I mean, I do think that is something that people need to start paying attention to and worrying about. But also, it's just like, it, in my opinion, it's not something where it's like, oh my gosh, you know, these Democrats that are in office, yes. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm actually looking to see who can run against these people yeah, who right now, are I'm not, not as progressive. I'm not impressed. <laughs> yeah. And I get it. We I'm did We did get a relief bill. But a lot of people that got stimulus checks before were cut out this yeah. time. And, like, there was just a lot of stuff. Like, I watched AOC's live, so she kind of, like, went through what exactly was going on in the relief bill. Um, but I don't know. I'm just, like, I'm not impressed. I'm happy that... You know, the stimulus checks are going out, but I'm not impressed. This is not something. And it's just this one-time check. Like, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm not impressed. It's, I'm not impressed. Not we need more progressive representation. And I don't know. I mean, I know it's hard to get those progressive candidates in office. But, like, we have to. I read something about that. Um, what we really have to start doing is mobilizing locally with mm -hmm. grassroots movements. And that really, really is what has to happen. Like locally, everybody has to work within their communities to kind of support these progressive candidates and progressive mm -hmm. policy and legislation because it's absurd that there are Democrats who are so conservative that, you know, people who got stimulus checks under the previous administration, mm -hmm. a Republican administration, won't get them or under a Democratic administration. That's that's weird to me. Yeah, it's insane. That's strange. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like it. I don't like it and I don't want Democrats to be seen to be labeled as the progressive party because no, I don't think there's anything progressive about what's going on now but my fear with the whole grassroots i mean i do agree that we do definitely need to get out of the silos and like definitely start organizing and working together especially getting behind people that we you know want to see in power but then i don't want i mean not to say fear like i hate to sound pessimistic but like the fear is that we'll have another bernie situation 
But like the people always decide on an organ or right. decide on a person, but then there's this hidden entity. You're right. <laughs> that, That's fair. You know, we we won't give them the final push or give them the final push that they need. And there's always just some under. I mean, because dude had the lowest ratings, bro, and people always forget that he was at the lowest votes. He was at the very lowest. People People's forgot he was running. Attention spans are like goldfish. So people forgot he was running. What do people say about attention span and goldfish? Goldfish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's just. I think goldfish actually have really good memories. If also, oh, it's a bad. Recently. It's a bad saying. Yeah, like they actually can recognize faces. Oh. Yeah. Well, then I take that back. <laughs> but people do have bad attention spans. Like it's just like. We have so much coming at us. My mom used to say that um, the attention span is about as long as a gnat's rear end. Yeah. I think um, what you said is fair. What I will say is... Maybe that's why it's best to start locally. Um, So with state representatives and not... I mean... It's disgusting to say that you can't, like, we can't elect a progressive president. But I do think it's best to kind of make Congress more progressive because then it creates this landscape of, like, oh, okay, like, you know, there are more than just the squad in Congress. Like, there's our Congress is way more progressive. I feel like then it's more likely to get a candidate into the, you know, the White House who is more who's more progressive. Like AOC yeah. was talking about now that they have more people who are more progressive outside of the squad, um, it's been helpful as far as like now she's able to go work on different things and different members of the squad can go push for different things because they don't all have to fight like, you know, for just their couple of things. Like they can all go do different things and they cover way more ground. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it is important that, you know, kind of what Stacey Abrams did, like, work in your community and i think that is what like we're just gonna have to do work in our own communities and i think ohio is a great example of a place like um with morgan harper running was that her name yeah okay yeah with morgan harper running um which was great and obviously you know she was running against an incumbent a very popular incumbent but i mean that doesn't mean that she cannot be beaten right yeah and she held her own she held her own And I think that's what, you know, it's just important to continue to put pressure on them. Like, at least it's not something that she feels like, you know, it was easy for her to get. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, there was somebody that was pushing you. And maybe that will push her to kind of adopt more progressive, um, more progressive, like, stances. I don't, I haven't really been paying attention to what she's been doing. I will now that, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think, um, I don't know, I think that it's just... It kind of is more like a more local thing, and you yeah. kind of have to just start there, work on Congress, and then hopefully the presidency will yeah. become more progressive. Yeah, it really, <laughs> you know, starts with like, I mean, not starts with, but I think a big part of it is policy too. And like, as you yeah. brought up Stacey Abram, one of the big things that I thought about was that in the state of Georgia, if you register, I mean, if you you know, go to get a state ID or if you go to get your license, they then ask you if you want to register to vote or, you know, you can register to vote there. And, uh, or I think it's an automatic, no, it's automatic voter registration. Oh, wow. There. I yeah. didn't know that. That's, I, I have to double check, you know, I guess I could do it right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, if I'm not mistaken, That's that was like dope, one of though. the main things that stuck out to me and there aren't a lot of. Is that through her initiative? 
Did she do like make that happen? It came up in the search really fast, so I think that is correct. As of October sixth. A live fact check. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I let me see. Yeah, as of February 26, 2021, some Georgia Senate Ethics Committee seeks to end automatic voter registration. So it was. A, so it is yeah, a thing. It is a thing. Um, wow. Yeah, there's several articles from February stating that they're looking to end automatic voter registration, which obviously <laughs> we know why they're doing so. We know why they're doing um, so. But, you know, pushing for policies like that to. Policy. Yeah, policies, yeah. absolutely. I'd love for Ohio to have automatic voter registration. I think they do ask, but it's not like an automatic. They ask, thing. yeah. Yeah, but it's like you could say no. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't really understand the the ramifications of voting or if, like, there's not really a, um, you know, a Stacey Abrams who is going around and teaching about the importance of voting and, like, really holding workshops and holding. Yeah, voting literacy. Like, we need that. Yeah, we need voting literacy. Um, that's actually what I was thinking. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, voting literacy. And if you don't know the importance of voting, you could very well turn it down. But an automatic voter registration could really be the difference between that turnout in November or that turnout in during the uh, primaries and during gubernatorial races and things like that. So, um, mayoral races, <laughs> whatever you vote for. Vote whatever for, you vote anytime for. Anytime you got to vote, get out and vote. I just voted for some stock voting things that I just did, and that was fun. Uh, <laughs> so, um, just vote and, you know, push for policy and, and really work to get that action back by policy and, I'm really with you, Nish, in terms of getting out there and those grassroots organizations locally and, and, and organizing locally, recognizing power. and Start at home, wherever you are. Start at home. Like, all of our listeners may not be in Ohio, but wherever you are, start there and get involved with your community. I mean, that's something that I'm really going to hold myself accountable for mm-hmm. this year is getting more involved in my community um and you know just different organizations finding what way i can contribute to getting you know more progress more progressive candidates and more progressive policy yeah and and as you say like starting at home and then like you know starting with yourself having that accountability starting with like individuals and you know like-minded individuals at home make me think about you know the past couple days we've been listening to um, we're not even really listening to, but we've been coming across it, and it's been stuck in my head. So the man in the mirror song, you know, starting <laughs> starting with oh, the person Michael in the Jackson. mirror, yeah, and really just changing your ways, and then emanating that light to others, and allowing them to see the importance of changing their ways, checking their biases, checking their concerns, issues, what have you, yeah, pushing that forward into a larger scale, um, and the lovely individual that got that song stuck in my head is the one and only China Emma McLean because she did a beautiful cover on her Instagram. Um, so this segment we want to dedicate to China and McLean as a you know revival of the give that person their flowers Yay! platform. Uh, so we're giving China her flowers and also hashtag free China and McLean uh, campaign free cam. 
Um, <laughs> primarily because she deserves liberation. Uh, she you, Sometimes you can just tell, and I know we said that we would kind of move away from that celeb culture aspect, but this is this isn't a little gossipy. deeper than that. Yeah, it's not gossipy. Um, but she she took a mighty step that I thought was like really strong, like in turning down some of the issues of Hollywood that, you know, we all know there are these hidden secrets and these hidden obstacles that people face. And if they don't, essentially, if you're not docile, if you don't go for what's being presented to you, then you're blackmailed. You can be casted away. And she stuck true to her morals and she stuck true I mean I don't even know exactly what went down but like I just know she stuck true to her guns I mean you can look at her and tell that whatever it was it was tough yeah and um you know we've been watching Black Lightning so we we never watched it uh well we've tried watching it in the past but like we've never really sat through and got through it and we loved the series (laughs) it was an amazing performance by her especially and to kind of see the transition over time you could see that Mm -hmm. there was something that was just ailing her Mm -hmm. um and ultimately she turned away you know turned it down quit mid-season and was like you know I'm going to go step away and take care of myself and uh, I have fans writing me every day telling me that they are having thoughts of self-harm and having thoughts of ending their lives and just in the lowest points of their lives so she felt she had a bigger purpose and wanted to take her talent take her acting her comedy her her lessons that she learned along life and give that to some of her fans and help raise them out of situations and also spoke that like you know it was difficult to kind of be in the Hollywood circles because she wanted to stick to herself and and go with herself Um, she got it going with God that's what she described it as and um, so with that like really just wanting to like give her flowers but then also kind of shed light on What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Um, I think that it's admirable for someone of her age. I don't know her exact age, but I know that she's like young. 22, I believe. Okay, so like young. So that's something that I feel like most young people would love. They would love to be famous. They'd love to be, you know, beautiful, famous on a very popular television show. Um, And, you know, for her to walk away from that... Because she feels like it is taking her away from God and from herself. And just, like, you can see on her face, if you watch her videos, like, she looks like she's been through something. Yeah. You can just feel the energy. Um, So I think that that's very telling because she has what one would argue most people would want Mm -hmm. is, you know, fame and fortune and success. And she stepped away from that. So I think that people should kind of look at that and know that these, you know, how we look at people in these types of positions um, is just not all it should not always be the metric of success. You know, she mm-hmm. is walking away from it. Yeah. And in the middle of the of the season, like you said, like mm-hmm. four episodes and now she's gone. Yeah. And um, less than a third of the final season. She went from being in every episode 
three seasons. Yeah. So I think that um, it's just very telling what that business is like. And it's not something that's a surprise. We hear people all the time saying, oh, my gosh, like, I wish I could go back to when I wasn't famous. Being famous yeah. is horrible. Being famous makes me depressed. I hate my life. Like, mm-hmm. we hear people say, you know, famous, rich, successful people say the, these messages all the time. So I remember one time me and you were talking and we were like, when will... You know, celebrities say this all the time, and we just kind of don't get it. Mm-hmm. We're always still like, "Yeah, I'm yeah. Be famous and rich," and, and they, and they, they say it all it. the time. They keep selling that, Ex- but it's because they bought. They are now in this like game mm-hmm. that you know you get in it and you have to keep selling it back. It's like super like it's multi-level like a marketing. Yeah, it's like <laughs> right? a very very right. intricate pyramid. It is. Game. It's like the longest lasting pyramid game. Yeah. You get in and it's like okay, well I'm gonna keep selling it back. And, and why do they keep you know, it's toxic. People. It's toxic. People are depressed. People, I mean, how many celebrities have harmed themselves? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that every celebrity feels this way. And I'm not saying that every famous rich person feels this way. But I'm saying that, you know, someone as young and vibrant and talented and beautiful and, and successful as her mm-hmm. walking away from it because she felt like she was getting away from herself and from God, I think that's telling. People want to get out like that just yeah that blows right? my mind like, right either they get out or you know something bad happens to them or like they want to get out and they're shunned as crazy or they're you know type I mean, ostracized and just completely exiled and the media just does everything to kind of li- uh, slander them it's just libelous and in, in, in nature and you know one of my key people that I think about and I think it's because like I grew up a huge fan of them as well like to this day, one of my favorite rappers ever, Mace, he got to be the hottest person in the game and went to church to preach. It's like very immediately, telling. it's very telling, and uh, it's just. Uh, I, can't be <laughs> I think also you could just we could feel her energy when she was talking. Like yeah. I felt like I mean I don't know her, and I felt like wow, like mm-hmm. I, I feel so bad. Whatever happened to this, you know, this young lady. Yeah. Um. But, yes, we want to give her her flowers because she's so talented mm-hmm. and she's so missed on the show already. Yeah. Um, I'm, unfortunately, I am happy that it is the last season because, I mean, I just... Since she's gone, yeah. I love she her. She's my favorite character. I love her, and um, but I do hope that she finds peace and, you know, healing and... But I just think that that's a great example, and she's not the first, and I'm sure she won't be the last. I mean, there's been celebrities saying for years, you know, at award shows, like, this means nothing. None of this is real. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. this is all a facade. It's phony. It's a phony page. It's a phony page. And, you know, people still buy in. People will always buy in because they do, you know, the media does a good job, and the powers that be do a good job of making fame and success. That, that version of success mm. seem like you know there's no better yeah. nothing else is better I mean I don't know look at Kanye West he got everything he wanted and look at him yeah <sighs> so yeah but yeah with we love that China. being said Kanye West I feel like he's going to work to bring himself back to to baseline I hope and he does. bring himself back to heel and very grateful that he's pissing on Grammys and and not and still winning them though like who gives a damn about the Grammys, um, which you know brings me kind of to my next point is, do we care about the Grammys or do we not? 
um, <laughs> because I'm been at the point where I don't care about the Grammys. I haven't watched the Grammys since Kendrick got snubbed by, um, you know, Good Quit Mad City. It was like 2013 Grammys, maybe. So I haven't watched it in a long time just because I don't appreciate how they treat people of color. I don't appreciate the... The disregard to the genre. Yeah, it's complete disregard to the genre. Like, it's it's a form of, oh, you need this for validation. Um, they give it to deceased black or, you know, black entertainers primarily because it's like they can't capitalize from it. Like, there's no there's no opportunity for them to go into a real project. Um, you know, Grammys Academy, those sort of things. Like, there's no real incentive if you're gone. Um, but like what I am hating about it is the main dude that comes to mind for me is Jay-Z. Like we're, Looks we're over, like we're back there. Yeah. We're over the NFL, but then when you get a partnership and a deal with the NFL, we're past kneeling. We're over the Grammys. We don't need that for validation. <clears throat> but when your spouse is potentially told, Hey, you're going to get these dubs, you're going to be the most decorated artist. Could you please come for our ratings? We'll do whatever you need. And your daughter's getting a Grammy. Yeah, and your daughter's getting a Grammy. So now, like, you're all about the Grammys. Like, it's the best thing ever. People are seeing their favorite artists win Grammys. And, like, at this point, it's pandering. It's like, this was great. the... Like, I look at the nominations and things and see that it's the best... Especially the rap album of the year. Like, it was the best... One of the best um, and most hip-hop-looking nominations that I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. So it's like... They recognize that they've messed up. They recognize that this is an institution that's been built on like systemic racism and you know exploitation exploitation of black art. But then at the same time, the smashing down of black dreams and yeah. things like that. Um, so I'm still over Grammys. I'm still over Academy. But like I think people got to decide and and not make that decision like oh yeah because my person's being acknowledged my person's gonna yeah. win like it's cool this time like it, it's it, not yeah it's, it can't be cool it has to we have to draw a line and yeah. then we have to stay there it's not cool. is it cool or is it not cool because if it's cool then when taylor wins album of the year every year yeah. it's gotta be cool it is, oh my God. it's gotta oh, be cool it's gotta be cool and that was what was frustrating for me. I even had to check myself because I wanted Janae to win Album of the Year. I wanted Janae to win something. But I really wanted her to win Album of the Year. Her album, um, she incorporated sound healing. Mm-hmm. I think that was yeah, super... In the middle here. of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like, that was perfect. That was amazing. That was something so positive to put out there for people. And I know people give Janae her jokes and people feel how they feel. Whatever that album was beautiful, yeah, that's and a great to, album. to incorporate that at a time when people were going through some of their lowest moments, I think that was just perfect timing. Mm-hmm. I think it was beautiful. I think it was worthy of album of the year. I didn't listen to Taylor, yeah, whatever. I didn't either. I won't listen. But, but uh, what I will say is, I had to check myself and be like, you know what, though, if I don't support the Grammys, but I'm like, oh, I want Janae to win album of the year. I mean, that kind of makes me... I'm playing on both sides. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I want Janae to get this validation from this racist award show. But then I'm also like, this ra- this you know award show is racist. Like, which one is it? I can't... 
I, I don't feel like I should dabble on both sides. I do think it was wrong to have her there and have her hosting and doing all this stuff. And I know, like, you know, it hurts to lose. Nobody wants to lose. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Like, do you want her to win for the sake of you seeing her win? Or did you want her to win? Not want her to win because I know she deserves it. Or, like, you know, she presents as sensitive and presents as, like... um I mean, she blocks people every day, like you know those. <laughs> yeah. so, I want like, her to win. Probably didn't want her to have her feelings it. hurt, and she did deserve it too. But like, what does she deserve? Because but that's racist. What do they? That's what I had they to check just, myself. Yeah. What do they? They, they just, don't make the album any less yeah. important or yeah. impactful. That album changed our lives. <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't matter what they say. So them about saying, it. "Oh, we're gonna give it a Grammy," doesn't make me feel like, "Oh man, it's even like there's no." no. It's, it's still amazing. It's still amazing. I, I don't have to listen to the other one, but I guarantee it's better. Yeah, that album, that other type is the same song every week, yeah. every year, yeah. every time I turn around, and it's still. I bet it wasn't no sound healing, no intentional sound healing on there. Probably some more vulturing <laughs> of other artists. Yeah, and I just feel like you know, but I do feel like as a, a community, we do need to decide because we can't be like, oh my gosh, you know, Beyonce has the she's the most awarded Grammy artist. I don't care. And then be like, but the Grammys are a scam and blah, 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 blah. You know? And who cares if these people win anyway, honestly, because a lot of them are still perpetuating that same image that we talked about and trying to sell that dream and sell that whole, um, the whole aspect of... This is black culture. This is black culture and this this is is black excellence. And this is for the black community. It's not, it's for you. What did the black community get from it? Yeah, what did we get from that, guys? I don't get anything from anybody's <laughs> Grammy dubs. They get more money and more, you know, capital to make more bogusness most time. Like, especially uh, y'all know how I feel about mainstream Sell music anyway. Yeah, it's marketing. Like, and and I recognize that with most of the music that's been coming out. Like, if you see, if you really sit and pay attention to like mainstream music and what's being said in each song. Each kind of brand has their very own time period. Mm-hmm. And it's really just based off who's giving these label heads the most money at the time. Yeah. So, like, right now, like, I guarantee, if you listen to, like, you know, this mainstream music, for example, um, the main thing I've been hearing from these hit records in terms of gun is, like, f and right now. You know, the f and gun, I got an f on me, got the fin on me, don't get buzzed down, blah, 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 blah. It's like, you're being funded by the NRA and the f and right now. If you're hearing Versace, 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 they're marketing that. They're getting these clothes for free and then selling it to and poor people. selling it to poor people. Yeah, if you say that this many times in your song, you're gonna, you can, you'll get, I'll send you some for free. <laughs> I'll send you some free drip. But whole time, like, people who are busting their tails to spend their last dollar on this to portray an image is it's it's the it's evil it's evil it's pure evil it's evil and it's white supremacy it is and you're perpetuating white supremacy and i think white supremacy is so deep and so entrenched in our community that it hardly i mean our society that it hardly needs white people at all and then like we have people who are constantly talking about we need these wins for representation or we need these dubs for um you know to inspire hope like there's other ways to inspire hope without submitting to white validation yeah because that's all hegemonic validation that's all it is and i don't think white masses saying get pat me on the back like that's really what it boils down to i don't 
something because I know some people have said that you know well it's art and what do we expect not to uh not to you know reward artists or whatever but where I think the issue is like you said the valid the white validation in your art it's like because I know you know artists who make music and I don't I don't mean to say that you know whatever artists that are being nominated don't but I'm just saying artists who I'm sure you know make music for black people and for black liberation and etc I mean you don't see them being spotlighted at these award shows yeah I just think that we just we have, we've got to find a better way to I guess, pay respect to our artists or validate our artists. Because art is important. I would never say that, you know, we don't need art as part of the liberation. We need art, yeah. But we don't need, we don't need the white validation, validation component. And yeah. that's why it's like, and what is, you know, people were talking about the weekend. They need us. They like, need honestly. us. That's the thing. You don't know how much power you have. They need us. But and we, we give all power. of our power away with our money, with our attention. Yeah. With you know what we consume, yeah. um, but what I was gonna say is the weekend. How I guess apparently he didn't care about any of the stuff that was going on, but now that he's snubbed at the Grammys, it's like, oh okay, whatever. The Grammys treats black people this way, and it's just like that's what most of these celebrities think like. Yeah, like it's not they don't care about black issues until black issues come knocking on their door and yeah. they it's their turn. It happens all the time, like <laughs> Young Thug, like. I leave that to the polices and the laws and all that. I don't worry about that. Like, right after Mike Brown was murdered. And then ASAP Rocky, you know, pretty much Mr. All Lives Matter until he was in jail in... Exactly. In Switzerland or Sweden, wherever he was. So, and, these artists are not... are They're not going to liberate you. Yeah, stop looking <laughs> to them. Who gives a damn what Ja Rule got to say at a time like this? Like, you know what? I feel like Ja Rule might have something okay to say. <laughs> Listen, white supremacy is entrenched and ingrained in our society. We are swimming in colonized waters. It is our every job and responsibility to constantly decolonize and work against that with everything that we do. I'm going to say that every episode until we get it. And recognize that the house is burning down. And white supremacy is that house that we are currently living in. It's burning down, and it's not a matter of, let's see how many black people we can get into that house and get food and get meals and things like that. Like, no, like, just let it burn. Like, let's just tear it down and start fresh, start anew. Like, we don't need anybody inside of that house. We like, need a whole new house. We need a whole new house. So don't be celebrating. Like, nobody's going to be celebrating from the outside. Like, oh, yeah, this person got into that burning house. Like, we're going to be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, let's, let's get everybody, let's, you know, if loved ones are in there, let's get them out safely, of course, yeah. and then, you know, let it do let what it, it do, rebuild from the ground, yes, new foundation exactly. and everything like that. Um, but, like, we got to stop trying to fuel that fire with us. But that is, not to say representation is not important. Representation is just not going to dismantle white supremacy. Yeah. And it also, I feel like representation... The intention should not solely be self-serving. Yeah. If anything else, representation just fuels white supremacy because it's an opportunity look, to be we're like, not yeah, hey, look, yeah, I got this, this, my black, my African American over here. Uh, look, how can racism exist? We got Jay Z. Like we've got black billionaires, and it's like, no, that doesn't 
mean a thing. That doesn't mean anything. I literally can't stand when people say that. When, when they're like, there's Jay-Z. Jay-Z, he told, like, the Crown Act and telling, you know, young... I mean, no, not the Crown Act. The Crown Act was, was for some good. But didn't he run an initiative when telling young Having black individuals cut, their, cut locks. their locks? Yeah. When you have locks, and it's like, that is the epitome of succumbing to white supremacy because these norms were... We weren't at the table when these norms of professionalism were set, but we have to abide by them. Do you remember that post when somebody was like, look at Jay-Z every day. He's like going against professionalism because of his hair. Yeah, when you As are able to... As if he's punching in a clock anywhere. And he wasn't like that before. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's exactly. like that now because he, he, you know, you have the wherewithal to support a lifestyle that you want to live. But if I look like myself with my locks and I go into a room for an interview, it's very likely that I'm not going to get the job based on how I look. So he's not dismantling anything. Yeah, like that, that stop people. He's not going to liberate you or save you from anything. Let him go, man. Please. That that would be a great like start yeah. to your liberation is to let him go. I get representation, I get wanting representation, but let it be good representation. Let it be representation that is actually substantive and provides something par for the course for the community, uh, something that is beneficial, something that we can hold on to, like a tangible asset. And right now, these individuals aren't giving us anything except for a dream and continuing to play on our insecurities to sell us things. I want to say capitalism. Pure capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, they're, they're just selling you capitalism and... You know, in a different bottle. Yeah. But, yeah. So please, you know, just I was gonna say something about represent. Oh, as far as representation goes, what's that saying? Skin all skin folk. Yeah, all all skin folk and skin folk. That's the truth. Yeah. Like yeah, just cause because somebody's black doesn't mean that their agenda is aligned with the you know advancement of all black people. Yeah. They could be very like oh. Yeah, I'll be your black face, but I'll also be, you know, doing what I have to do for me. Mm -hmm. I'm here for myself. So, I mean, we have to get... Judas. We have to get black people in positions with progressive and collective, you know, mindsets. Um, So, yeah, you can't just be judging off of somebody being black. You gotta dig a little deeper. The content of their character... He was on to <laughs> <laughs> nah, But yeah, that's where I got Yeah. for this episode. <laughs> wow, what an ending. <laughs> <laughs> we did kind of go off, though. Well, you know, guys, it's always great uh, just dropping these gems and thoughts and, you know, saying what we got to say. Did you have more? No, that was oh. really all that I had, yeah. Oh. Um, just wanted to go off about, you know, typical stuff that we talk about. Um, well. Typical stuff that we talk about. Yeah. Look for Warnock. One of the first things that I want to do when our new senators are seated is deliver the $2,000 checks. It was before the, the American election. families. 
That's what people love to say. It was before the election. And it's like, no, they were still saying it up until the day. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were saying it. Do you want $2,000 checks? They're going to go out the door. It's March. Anyway, um, great chatting again. What do we say? You know, drink your water. Mind, mind your, your business. business. Take care of yourself. Um, I think that's all I really have as far as saying farewell. Take care of yourselves. Take care of yourself.